Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I am a product of the church. Church was expected of me not only on Sunday mornings, but youth on Sunday nights. So growing up in the church, I thought that priests knew everything. And if they didn't know something, well then they took their best shot. Now that I am a priest, I know that that is farthest from the truth. But I do have an answer today to one of life's most pressing questions. This question is perhaps why we come to church. This question is one that we struggle with all throughout our lives, no matter what age we are. This question has boggled the minds of theologians, clergy persons, and scholars, not only throughout the centuries, but throughout human history. What happens to us when we die? That's right, I have the answer to that question today. What happens to us when we die? This is a question in which the answer transcends all world religions. It is The answer to this question is what separates Christians from Jews and Jews from Buddhists, Buddhists from Muslims and Muslims from Hindu. Hindus, plural. What happens to us when we die? There have been people who have supposedly died and come back to life and have written a book or there is a movie about it, but they don't have the answer. I have the answer right here. If you lead a good life, go to Sunday school and church, which you all are doing today. Say your prayers every night. When you die, you'll go to Kentucky. <laughs> when you die, you will go to Kentucky. If, if we only had somebody here who was from Kentucky who could have told us this. Oh, Anna, you know somebody. Who? Oh, there he is. Today is Holy Cross Day. The actual day was this past Wednesday on September 14th. Since we are the Chapel of the Cross, it is our feast day. And we transfer it to this Sunday so that we may celebrate it as a community together. Now back to the question. Kentucky is great and all, and there are many wonderful people from there, including my grandmother who created this, but what happens to us when we die? 
to begin answering this question from a Christian perspective. On this Holy Cross Day, we must discuss the cross and its meaning. We must discuss the cross. That instrument of Roman punishment, that tool of Roman persecution, that vessel of suffering and humiliation. It was a symbol of death. The cross was something to be feared. It was a way of making those who might oppose Roman rule think twice before doing so. It was a means of oppression. It was a form of Roman capital punishment. And our God, the holy and mighty, the holy and immortal one, died on it. Our God, the creator and lover of the universe, the one who intricately formed you and me in the womb, the one who knows the numbers of hairs on our head, the one who transcends all space and time, our God, who fearfully and wonderfully made us, did not die in great glory. He did not die in a battle as some vaulted hero. He did not even fight for his life. He laid it down on the hard wood of the cross. Nobody took it from him. But God in Jesus Christ laid down his life to save ours in the most humiliating and painful way imaginable at that time. He died as a common criminal. As we read in the letter to the Philippians, he did not exploit the fact that he was God. In fact, he did the opposite. He emptied himself of all his glory by dying in the most inglorious of ways. And he became obedient even unto death, even death on a cross. It sounds like a Greek tragedy. It sounds like Greek mythology. It sounds folklorish, almost like a tall tale or a short story by Edgar Allan Poe. However, it is a story of the fullest expression of God's love for us. Let me say it again. It is the fullest expression of God's love for us. When I was thinking about Holy Cross Day and what the cross means to us as Christians, I recalled a recent conversation with a colleague of mine in this diocese. The gist of the conversation is that perhaps the meaning of the cross has become watered down. Perhaps this is because crosses are all around us. We see them everywhere. When you come through the main entrance to our campus, you drive under a cross. Everywhere there is a cross. There is a cross on top of this building. There is an altar cross behind me. If you were to walk into my office, you would see three different crosses hanging on the walls and a couple of others sitting on the shelves. You may wear a cross around your neck. You may carry one in your pocket. You may have a cross hanging from your rearview mirror. I would venture big money to say that many of you have crosses as items of decor in many rooms of your house. Stores sell beautifully ornamented crosses to hang on walls and shelves. You, if you are like me, have probably walked into a store recently and commented, oh, look at that, isn't that a beautiful cross sitting there? Well, of course it is, because stores do not sell ugly crosses. Nobody would buy an ugly cross. Ugly crosses, they don't sell, they don't market well. So in many ways, it seems the cross has been commercialized, and with it, Perhaps the meaning of it and the story behind it. 
Because the cross our Lord died on was very, very ugly. Remember what I said earlier. The cross was an instrument of persecution, execution, and shame. It was a way in which a powerful Roman Empire held tightly onto its power. It was not a symbol of life, but a symbol of certain and painful death. A certain and painful death that our Lord was willing to die upon so that we might have life. So when you look upon the cross, wherever you are, when you wear it around your neck or carry it in your pocket or bow to it as it passes you in the aisle, remember that that is the instrument of the fullest expression of God's love for you. God used an instrument of shame to work out His plan of salvation for us. How much more then can God use us in all of our shame? God used an instrument of death to bring about life. How much more life then will God give to us? God used an instrument of pain and suffering to bring about hope and comfort. How much more hope and comfort then will God give to us? The answer is this much. Allow me to switch gears for a moment. I know that there are 27 books in the New Testament. I can name them in order. Matthew on down the line to Revelation. I did not learn this in Sunday school or vacation Bible school. I did not learn this in EYC. I learned it in second grade. My teacher was the wife of a Baptist minister. She would have all of our class recite the books of the New Testament. In fact, there was a song that went with it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I could go on, but I'm not. <laughs> Another thing my teacher would always do was she would tell the class to stand. She would then tell us to stretch out our arms wide as far as we could. Then she would tell us that this is how much Jesus loves us. So how much more can God use us in our shame? How much more life, hope, and comfort will He give us? This much. On the shield of the Diocese of Mississippi is written, Salus Couchet. It is Latin for salvation by the cross. Yes, this holy day in which we celebrate as the chapel of the cross, it is about the cross. But it is also about what the cross achieved. Our salvation. This day is about the moment when Jesus was lifted high upon the cross so that He might draw the world to Him. So that He might draw you and I to Him. So where do we go when we die? It's not Kentucky. But I really do think I have the answer. When we die, we run into the outstretched arms of Jesus our Savior who waits for us. How certain of this am I? This certain. Amen. Amen.